Welcome, welcome. A new person joins the adventure this week as Diceratops presents part five of our ongoing Dungeons and Dragons saga, Born to Fran. This is the story of clerical half-orc ranger Fran and his good friend dwarven fighter Randy on their secret mission to the southern moor. We join them at the foot of Titan Hill in search of a dragon, or a mysterious copper woman, or maybe an owlbear and a little girl. But first, an arrow to the heart. I'm Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's dungeon some dragons. Okay, so welcome back to D&D Live, only we're not live, we're on Zoom and we are playing part number five, I think, of Born to Frun. And I am Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master, joined as ever by Frun's player, Jared, uh, Jared Baker. Say, say welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Are you to tell me what to say throughout the whole thing? I'm I'm terrible at these introductions, as we have well established over the previous four or so Line. episodes. Line. <laughs> and also, Line. Stephen Youngblood playing Randy Dwarf. Stephen, say a thing. A thing. <laughs> Wonderful. But we're Classic also joined Stephen by um, uh, another player, a third player. Very excited to have with us the dungeon master of Dungeons and Comedians and the host of the nerd degree and uh, just someone that I'm very, very keen to hear a 20-sided dice rolling out of his hand shortly. It's Brendan Bennett. Hello, hello, Brendan. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, um, let's let's just not give you a chance to say any more than that and dive right into the action, shall we? So uh, when we left our, our characters, they were marching towards Titan Hill following a vision that Fran had received from a mysterious woman. They had uh, traveled many days to the south to this general region, and they're now just kind of looking for uh, the purpose, the goal that they were directed towards, but it's something to do with a big dragon that Fran's father failed to kill, apparently. There's, there's certainly a dragon involved somewhere. Um, and in hope of answers, they've approached Titan Hill, but found approaching them out of the trees was a wild boar with a strange tiny elfish creature perched atop it and this elfish creature produced a bow and arrow and challenged you or invited you to a match the first whose arrow strikes the other's heart wins and with the arrow knocked he says count of three three two one well, shoot him in the heart obviously <laughs> <laughs> all right then well my do make your make your uh shooting in the heart rolls please and i will make a roll for my um <laughs> oh so what does a one mean exactly <laughs> mm, well it probably feels somewhat different to my natural 20 that i've got over here now 14 on my part 14 over on your part. So oh, I, I'm, I'm not sure who he was targeting with his, um, his arrow to the heart. So I'm going to make evens. It was, uh, it was Randy and it was not Fran. Um, this arrow comes, comes barreling towards you and strikes against your armor, just pushes through it like, um, like it was nothing and lodges itself in your chest. And there is the sudden, um, burst of kind of smoke as the shaft disappears and it injects itself into your into your skin and into your body. Um, so I'll tell you about that in a second. Now your fourteen actually strikes true on this this creature, jams into its shoulder, and um, it uh, looks over at the shoulder and uh, kind of waves its arm around in in pain and discomfort. 
See, that's not, that's not fear. That's not fear at all. It's really hurt. The arrow that struck you, Fran, doesn't, doesn't seem to be hurting terribly much right now, but there's something strange happening inside your body. So all this unfolds, obviously, in seconds. Randy, you rolled a natural one. What, what happened with you? And then we'll come back to Fran. Well, so Randy pulled pull, pull back the, the, the bow um, and let go, but the bow flung out of his hands and sort of held the arrow um, somewhat comically as the bow flirt flies a couple <laughs> of metres in front. Yep. And Randy just looks at the ground and sort of um, shakes his head sort of comically. This is, this is a game. He's not feeling under threat, even though it's very clearly a threat yep. in place. And I think Randy's just so so confused that... Um, he shakes his head and tries to clear his head and then um, sort of one of the bushes a couple of metres away just catches fire. Oh, nice. Um, cool. So <clears throat> um, there, is, there is suddenly fire burning in the bush. The, the little um, elf creature looks over at it in surprise and then his smile goes bigger. Fran, um, you're obviously trying to take in the fact that an arrow has struck you true and disappeared. What do you do? I, I just look at the look at the creature and go, what, what did you do? What did you just do? Well, I won, obviously. <laughs> uh, don't worry, don't worry. You'll have plenty of time to enjoy a few more sunsets before you perish. I perish? Yes, now, this is Titan Hill. You're not meant to come here. This belongs to us now. You can come, of course, if you uh, pay me, well... Maybe I won't make you pay me anything. I'll just loot your corpse when you die. That's <laughs> uh, pretty much the agreement we came to with that dwarf fighter over the, over the ridge there. <laughs> There's another dwarf fighter? Oh, yes. Would you like to meet him? Yes. Hang on. I'm a, it's not me, is it? Oh, no, it's not you. Cause you no, know I'd, like to, I'd like to see you meet him. <laughs> oh, because, you know, just I'm a dwarf fighter. Follow me. Very possible that it could also be me. A future me or a past me. I don't always understand. He um, yanks on the hair of the warthog, which which kind of snuffles and turns its head and then starts running away at quite a pace. And the, the little elf is kind of bouncing off its back as it's going, calling out, <laughs> catch wait, up if you can. Wait, does he still want me to shoot him in the heart? I, I don't know. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, well, apparently one, but I, I'd like to hear a little bit more about this parish situation oh yeah i mean you you, you said you're gonna die front so um well we're all gonna die i'd just like well, a um yeah you know a time frame well why don't you just you know pray it away pray the pain away uh-huh. or or ranger use your new ranger skills to like raven it away or something well as you as you start walking up the ridge um front like every third step you suddenly feel this jarring little pain like there's a thorn lodged in your chest it's not enough to concern you over much but it's a worry um you clamber and climb up the ridge line and um you get a glimpse up ahead of the warthog leaping over the top and the the its rider kind of almost coming off the back and then they disappear over the side but leaves a pretty clear path for you to follow up the ridge you're you're not sure what part of the Titan you're climbing now. It might be might be the knee, but you reach the top of this ridge and you look down and you can see that you are not alone on this hill and that it's not just this this weird little creature on his warthog, but there is another um, another individual, another being. And this Brendan, I'm going to hand over to you. What what do these these people see? What are you doing? What do you look like, etc. You can see a uh, kind of a 
skinny looking half orc. He's wearing a, a yellow cloak. He seems to have a beard kind of down to his waist. And he seems to be kind of searching around, looking back and forth and having an, an argument with himself. Uh, you can hear him say, oh, don't tell me how to locate an object. I can locate an object. What do you do? Randy, front? Oh, so, so, so Randy's sort of walking out, hobbling next to, well, you know, dwarven walking, I guess, uh, next to next to front and sees this, this half-orc and he stops and looks at, looks at half-orc ahead and then turns and looks at front and then turns and looks at the half-orc ahead and then looks at front and he just sort of gets <laughs> Look, it's doing. clearly a different half-orc, Randy. It's clearly a different half-orc. We are not all the same. It's uncanny, though, do you think? Another half-orc who looks exactly like you? I mean... <laughs> don't, I don't have a beard. What? I don't have a, I don't have a beard. I'm, I... Huh. I didn't notice. This, uh, this half-orc below with the beard, the bearded one... Um, you, you are, um, uh, you hear the, the noise of this conversation coming down from the ridgeline short, a little distance above and you glance up and you can see these two figures and there is a half orc and there is a dwarf. Now, what are the, what's, um, the most notable thing visually about Randy? Uh, he, well, he's a, he's a dwarf with a big, big red beard. You know, he, he keeps pace with the half orc, but it takes three steps or four steps for every one of the uh, half orc step walk up. But yeah, he, he's he's got he's got the plate armor which he never takes off. Nice. Um, so I expect it's, it's very shiny. Cool. So it's sort of it's a dazzling, comical appearance that <laughs> one might experience. Excellent. And Fran, what's what's the notable visual of Fran apart from beardlessness? Yeah, well, you know, and 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 standing at the crest of a of of a um of a ridge, you know, silhouetted against the sky. <laughs> the, On the, knees, the arms wide open. Well, um, he well, the probably the fact that he's wearing um like dark the the um ranger robes. So um, peeking peeking out under which you can you can you can see his um scale armor. He's leaning on a quarterstaff. Um, with a with a um, a bow over his uh, over his shoulder, mm. and the, uh, the the sigil of um, of the Order of the Raven uh, um, quite prominently on a, on his on his left shoulder. All right. Um, so my character Halleck, he pulls out a crossbow, points it up at the two of you, and says, "Who goes there?" <laughs> Classic half walk move. It's I, Randy the Hill Dwarf. My friends call me Randy or the Hill or Randy Dwarf, or sometimes when first getting to know me, Randy the Hill Dwarf. I am a dwarf, a hill dwarf, in fact, and my name is Randy. Um, and this is my friend Fran, but you knew that already. We're, we're traveling on a secret mission um, for the Ravens to secret. find. And Absolutely. Probably, oh, secret. Yeah, that's right. It's totally secret. Um, mm-hmm. May involve a woman who is made out of copper and is or possibly an eagle or a coin. It's hard to. It's, it's all right, Randy. You can definitely tell him because all all us half orcs know each other anyway. So he probably knows all of my. Business. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Yep. Yeah. That's that is that is a fair point. Um, hail, friend. Uh, I, my name is Randy. I'm a hill dwarf. My uh, my name is Randy the hill dwarf. I come from the hill region. Of Let me dwarves. cut you off there. My name is Halleck Tide, Dwarf Fighter. Ah, yes. A problem. Why didn't you introduce me to your friend? Well, clearly... Wait, wait hang uh, on a second. Hang on. Clearly, hang on. clearly I, I don't know him. You should know him because he's a dwarf fighter. 
Wait, wait a second. You're a dwarf fighter? I'm a dwarf fighter. No, I'm a dwarf fighter. You're a dwarf fighter. Yes, I'm a dwarf fighter. And, and uh, you are a dwarf fighter? Because I understand that you're a dwarf fighter, but I'm a dwarf fighter. Ah, yes, I too am a dwarf fighter. And you are a dwarf fighter? No, but I'm a half like a dwarf. I'm right. a half-orc ranger, but I'm a dwarf fighter. Oh, I get it. You're a, you're a half-orc, half-dwarf, but you identify as a dwarf. I understand. And I also identify as a dwarf uh, and mainly as a fighter. Um, I have dedicated my life to the too. fighting of dwarves. Oh. And then uh, he kind of opens up his cloak and you can see it's kind of lined with hair. Uh these are the beards of the dwarves I've vanquished. I recognize seven of those beards. Anyway, did you see, uh, did you see anyone uh, riding a warthog come through? Sandy? We got a... Oh, yes, Sandy. I remember Sandy. Andy? Yes, and, Andy. Uh, that one is, is Landy. And that one is Dandy. Um, it's it's clear from from Randy's reaction that he's he's quite uh, obsessed with identifying the beards that are uh, displayed on this other half orc's clothing. How do you react? A little bit nonplussed, to be honest, <laughs> about this whole this whole scenario. It's like, oh, obviously, uh, Randy has a lot of vested in this, but I'm a little bit concerned about whatever it is that I've been injected with, particularly because it's starting to feel uh, sli- slightly uh, off. And I'm more than a little concerned that it's that that this is something that's potentially beyond my abilities to deal with myself uh, in a curative sense. Um, From inside that man's jacket is the greatest dishonor who ever occurred to a dwarf. He has he has many beards of which he is clearly removed from the dwarves, and I suspect without their permission. Which means that we must return them either to their rightful owners or free them from him which then I can carry around and return their honor to hopefully they're alive, but probably dead bodies. Could I, I just, I just want to present an alternative scenario to you just to give, just to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's a talented barber. Oh, and uh, he's merely we didn't rule that out. That's, that's a good point. Um, Excuse me, sir. Are you a, a, are you actually like a good barber of beards and that the fighter part is just like the name that you give yourself to like fight beards, but you're not actually trying to kill dwarves. There's no them. doubt that I've had a lot of practice at removing beards. I'd be more than happy to battle you to the beard if I wasn't on a mission myself. You're not on a mission? If I wasn't on a mission myself, which I am. Oh, we also, if I'm not on missions, but we are on secret missions, one mission, presumably. Somewhere there's a there's an owl bear or maybe some dragons. Um, I don't know if the dragons have a beard, but would you like a dragon beard? You seem mission... in pain, half orc. Are you are you yeah, injured? Um, it's a little guy on a on a uh, on a on a warthog uh, who came by us not too long ago. Said he'd made a deal with you, uh, in fact, uh, and you know, shot me with an arrow, which disappeared, and now. Uh, let's just say I felt better. And so trying to find out what the story is there, that would be good. Meanwhile, Randy's just, just limbing, limbering up. He's stretching. He's, he's, you know, <laughs> he's getting out his great axe and practicing the swinging. Because, you know. Is the clearly. little dude still around? Well, actually, give me a perception roll. 
Uh, let's see. Both are half orcs, I reckon. I think Randy's too busy limbering. 19. 19. 19 is definitely enough for you to notice that he is indeed um, perched on a tree stump, not too far through the, through the trees, peering out at you, watching. You can... Probably the only thing you can see with clarity is this enormous smile with pointy little teeth showing as he watches what is unfolding. Come out and show yourself. I'm right here. Um, <laughs> give, me, give me an intimidation roll. 15. Uh, oh. 15? Okay. Um, the, the, you see the, the grin widen somehow even further and then... Um, the shape leaps on top of the warthog again and the warthog trots into the light. Uh, so where it is now, it's um, kind of splitting the, di- splitting the difference between where Halleck is at the bottom of the ridgeline and um, Randy in front are slightly up. It's not, it's not a big drop, but it's um, enough to have you in two distinct areas and he's sitting between you and looking up and down, smiling happily. Well, are you going to fight? Did you say he's between us? Uh, he's not directly between you, but he's he's kind of off off to the side, but is looking. He's like a spectator at a tennis match right now. All right, then I raise my crossbow. I point it up at the these figures on the horizon, mm-hmm. and then I swing it across and I fire it at the little elf dude. Excellent. Give me an attack roll. Uh, oh, 27. Oh, that, that strikes very, very true. What, what, kind of, what kind of damage do you do on a um, strike like that? Uh, well, it's um, 1d6, um, but then the, the, the crossbow bolt is... Um, <laughs> how do I explain this? Uh, it's, in, it's being carried by ghost bees. Yes, right. I think you need to give us even <laughs> even even more visual. <laughs> Are the ghost bees noisy? Is there a, a ghostly buzzing sound that accompanies? You hear it? Yeah, you hear it. You hear a buzzing, and the the crossbow bolt um, is like it's being carried along by uh, a, a, sw- a small swarm of spectral bees. So are these bees that have been vanquished as well and <laughs> enslaved to your eternal? servitude or is there it's got to be bad news if you're allergic to ghost bees <laughs> well it's, it's, it's the ghost honey that i'm quite <laughs> we so can the, deal with all of this <laughs> so the the bolt strikes this this creature um right in the chest and it uh leaps up off the warthog and is flailing at the ghost bees it's it's now got two um like an arrow and a crossbow bolt sticking out of it and is just waving his hands. Get these bees away! I I told you I didn't want anything to do with your bees. You can come and go as you wish. Get them away from me! And he starts running away. I'll I'll remove the bees if you'll heal my cousin here. I knew it. Ah. What, what do you mean heal him? Why would I do that? We had a contest fair and square, and he lost. Get the bees away from me! <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Take them off, take them off, take them off. They're in my ears. And then I'll gesture them and they'll fly back. (laughs) So what happens when the bees return to you? Do they disappear? Do they hang around? (laughs) They crawl into my beard. (laughs) (laughs) Real beard with bees. That old chestnut. All right, then. I will take you down to our cave and we can perform the little 
dance of healing, whatever, and we'll take the thorn out of you and you won't have to perish. It's fine. Just fine. It's not terribly much fun, but we'll have to do. I'll get all the cousins together. Great. Sounds good. Let's let's, let's, let's go. Well, are you? Are you still fighting? Because that would make it much more worthwhile for me. Let's let's get the thorn sorted, and then we'll and then we'll deal with the with the potential fight or or, 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 or lack thereof. I you know I just bearing in mind there's still some some beard related shenanigans to discuss. This is, um, this so is we true. Just, we just uh, park that for a moment. It is an old dwarven just, saying that we'll uh, the only back. thing better than a fight now is a fight later. Well, that's right. I mean, dwarf fighting is a is a purely recreational activity for me, and uh, when I'm on a mission, I won't indulge and sounds like you're on a mission as well mm-hmm. uh yes we're on a secret mission uh for the ravens um see we we're supposed to be doing one thing but then we did another thing where we got sent to um the southern moors which is where we were or are and were and there is a copper woman who um, appeared to my friend on friend that on compost. that note have you have you seen something that looks like this and uh helic unrolls a little scroll and um, you see on it, there's like a a wand with a circly bit at the end. Is that an, is that an owlbear? Brad is not wearing his glasses. Um, <laughs> we we haven't we haven't yet. I guess if we, like if we come across something like that, we'll let you know. Can we? Let's we'll deal with the thorn. Should we deal with the thorn? Let, well, let's deal with the thorn. So we'll, we'll we we sort of clamber our way down from the the down the ridge line and follow our. Twenty-toothed smiling friend. Yeah, he he um, chatters away to himself as he as he walks about how unfair it is that that the joy of seeing someone perish after losing a fair fight has been taken away from me. What are the other cousins going to think? Oh, I'll talk them around. <laughs> I just and he looks back at you. Just don't mention the bees. They don't need to know about the bees. Stupid bees. And um, he leads you on kind of a circuitous route around um, kind of around the edge of the hill. So you're not climbing over the main body of it, but you're, you're going the around kind of around the legs towards, um, towards the, the far side of it. And as you are making your way through the tall pine trees over that way, as you are walking, what's, what's the mood between um, the two half orcs, I suppose? Um, well, a little bit, a little bit cautious because it's not like, for for fun, raised mostly among orcs, being a half orc wasn't exactly something uh, to be proud of. You know, it was a it was a marker of his uh, his his difference. It wasn't even something that was admitted to him for quite some time. He was just the runt of the litter. He doesn't necessarily feel an immediate sense of camaraderie. <laughs> Halleck, on the other hand, is half orc on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So he's he's happy to chat away. He <laughs> assumes that, like you, um, he believes that all of his ancestors return as bees uh, when they die. So, so right. uh, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose you're looking forward to one day. Oh, if you died, you would have joined that great hive in the sky. I, the hive. And the hive in the sky. Um, you know, so I, like I, Wait, I've got to say, I have given kind of given up on religion. Um, that's that is a, that is a new one to me. 
Uh, Wait, front. Do you do you turn into a bee when you die? Is that what half orcs do? I, to be honest, I'm not certain. I haven't died yet. Well, if you're a half orc, do you turn into half a bee? Is that what what happens? Yeah, half a bee and half and not bee. Orc. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Randy is conducting his B mathematics in his head, the trees part and you see in front of you that your um, warthog riding friend has led you to a, um, a little, little uh, gap between the trees where there is a big shape, like a big lump of fur and feathers lying on the ground. And it is surrounded by four more of these little, little elfish creatures with the big grins, you get a look at the um, the beak and the head of this owlbear that is lying dead in the ground with a number of strange arrows, isn't exactly the right word, like long, tiny spears, perhaps, sticking into its body and a pool of blood has spread out from it. But uh, maybe what catches your eye the most is what these little sylvan creatures are doing one by one, they are approaching this big pool of blood and taking these long uh, dangling hats and you watch as one of them drags it through the blood and lifts it up so it's dripping with the, with the owlbear's blood, carefully pulls it over his head and smiles at you, its eyes all tight and its teeth sharp. And, and look at uh, the other two. Yeah. You know what this means, don't you? Yeah, they're going to spend ages getting that stuff out of their hair. I mean, that's that's pretty gross. I mean, does it does it like your life? There's a protection against Halleck those ignores bees? ignores Randy and looks at front. You know what this means, don't you? I mean, it could be good for uh, my dandruff, I suppose, or my. Yeah, I, the, I just don't know. The weird little fucks. That's what it means. Red caps. Oh, red, red caps. Randy nods and then shakes his head. Okay. No, I don't. Surely you studied them in your ranger training. Uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's more of a more thing. Did spent most of my time doing forests. I'm not, I'm not a you know I've come to be honest. I've come late to it. More more like a like a um, mature student uh, situation. So always at the front row asking questions yeah but may have skipped a couple of the readings because i already knew everything um so he was always saying in my experience and in the real world with all of his um when he was in, in the lectures because i got to audit one of the classes and it was pretty great watching my friend from um learning and participating in as a, as an adult ranger <laughs> the warthog rider leaps off the back and um, kind of hops up to the others and spreads his, his little claw-like hands out wide. Says, um, cousins, we've got some, uh, uh, someone who needs a little bit of help removing a thorn from his heart so he doesn't perish immediately. You don't need to worry about the reasons why we need to remove it. And then the one who just put this big bloody cap on looks over at you. He's got a kind of short little beard and there's blood, um, a long stream of blood kind of running down his nose and it drips to the ground and he spreads these teeth into a horrific open-mouthed yawn and then says, I think, I do want to know exactly why we should help these people. Maybe we should just eat them. uh, Lots of bees. We've got bees. You don't want to eat us. Uh, Bees are terrible. 
Um, Randy wants to uh, do like a, I guess, perception check on the owlbear. Just I think he's nervous that it's the same owlbear that uh, we saw. Um, um, don't don't need to make a check. It's definitely a different owlbear. You can tell from okay. the markings. Yeah, it's the top half bear, bottom half owl. <laughs> something something like that. It's hard to tell the details, but the colours are a little bit different. So Very Randy's cool. Randy's confident. Um, so these these uh, little kind of fairy creatures are all bristling and looking towards you. Fran, you do remember maybe some mention of something called red caps, but these don't look exactly like you, you've vaguely heard. There was something about great big stompy boots and things, but mm-hmm. these creatures don't have stompy boots. They do have big red bleeding caps. And um, the little one's like, yeah, they had bees. They had bees. It was a whole thing. And the leader says, nah, I don't care about bees. Randy How about- takes his helmet off and just goes and scrapes it full of blood. He was sort of just, and then puts it on as well, because both out of intimidation and also as a way to sort of get uh, compliant. I don't see any point in talking to you. He opens his mouth really wide, and um, I think he's uh, just going to try. Fills it with a fireball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as he, he just the sharp, sharp teeth are just looming over you as you put the the bloodied helmet on your head. Your intimidation attempt wasn't... I, I, you were just kind of getting going on that and this eruption of flame! So, um, Fireball, what's that going to do? Well... <laughs> Apart from maybe singe Randy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty good shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, so, so the Fireball, um, it does uh, 28 damage within a... <laughs> broad radius um and uh anyone anyone within within uh the area of effect can make a dexterity save cool all right um so this fire erupts everywhere randy can you give me a saving throw please as... i cannot oh no good for you <laughs> okay um so what, what was that 28 28 mm-hmm. damage so that's um a big blast of fire that's gonna hit you actually i'm gonna give you advantage in your saving throw because there's 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 circumstances here you and you in front have worked together a lot in front of yeah. has, has tried not to hit you with fireballs on more than one mm-hmm. occasion. Yeah. Um, so my first roll was a three. My second was a two. Excellent. So take um, your 28 points of damage as um, oh. the fire mm-hmm. erupts everywhere. Sorry, Randy. Of these, um, these little critters, they're all falling back except for that one that you, you caught right in the face. Um, it kind of catches that little burst of fire and then spits it into the air as it erupts and then looks at you. Takes a, um, like a, a pretty minimal amount of damage um, while all, all around the others are getting quite badly hurt and are falling back and rolling on the ground to try and put out the fire. But this leader is rather unconcerned with what you just did. In fact, just grinning even more so. Um, uh, let's, let's just quickly check what Halleck, um, this is effectively like a surprise round situation. Halleck, what are, what are you doing to immediately react to the circumstance? Uh, so I, I wasn't in the area of the fireball. No, I don't think so. I think you're back with Fran. Great. Uh, then I am going to fire a whole bunch of crossbow bolts. Let's see. So 17. Excellent. Yep. That'll, that'll get this one. So two, two hits. Cool. Okay. Two, two good crossbow bolt hits. Um, they, they both strike pretty solidly and uh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't like taking damage. So um, give, me, give me your damage. And Randy, um, you obviously are right up close to the spot from getting burned. What, what action are you taking? 
uh, Randy um, sort of gets down on, on, sort of crouches onto his knees with his great axe and swipes the legs out from the dude who was who was on fire. Cool, do it. Um, there's a miss, and there's a one. So I got a five and a one. Your your dice rolls are dice. just fantastic today. So okay. good, so good. Brenda, what damage, damage did you manage? Eighteen damage, fantastic. Yes. All right. So, um, although the the fireball didn't do terribly much to this creature, the um, thunking of multiple crossbow bolts definitely does. Um, it falls down behind the the great albia using this burning carcass as cover, and it prepares to do whatever whatever the heck it's going to do next. I think probably try and muster its friends, but we'll maybe do a little initiative roll before we work out what's going to happen next. So, everyone, roll for initiative. Oh, well, I roll a five for my red caps, so you're probably going to be going first. I rolled a five plus dexterity, right? So it's six. 14. Um, So the half-orcs, half-orcs first. Uh, So I am going to cast Fairy Fire. Mm, Cool. So I'm going to send out a swarm of bees that are going to create a kind of a (laughs) halo effect around this guy, um, Making, uh, giving other attacks advantage against him. Sweet. And it doesn't get uh, a saving throw, it just goes. Well, does it get a saving throw? If it fails a dexterity saving throw. Okay, and I roll, oh, I roll another natural 20. Um, but the, so all of the, the kind of secondary ones that are um, smoldering and um, hanging around the edges, they're illuminated with um, bee fire as well. Um, but this, this main one, just shrugs off that effect as well. Fran, what do you do? Okay. Fran um, is going to channel divinity. He slams his, his um, quarterstaff against the, round, the, the ground and like there's, there's, there's like magical light radiating from him, filling, filling the whole clearing. Um, uh, if there was any magical darkness, it would be dispelled. There is not. But uh, nearby hostile creatures take 17 damage or half if they make a constitution save. Right. Um, well, that constitution save, I th- what's, what does it need? 14. 14. It makes the constitution save. It's making all of its saving throws. And still not looking terribly happy with how this is progress- progressing. There's just a, a series of assaults, boom, 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 from you. Um, Randy, you're, uh, you're going to be up in a second. Yep. So um, your, your last attack missed. It's fallen behind this albia you've probably still got little bits of you burning uh what do you do so randy um pops up and um just you know gives himself a shake and then just start running leaping onto the albia and then dive roll with an axe um sort of as a as a fulcrum but 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 onto the uh elf's head cool Um, all right do it. That is a twenty-four. Wow. Okay. So you you took a bit of building up to it, but momentum is hit, and you strike mm-hmm. hard. Um. So what damage are you going to do on that? that that's eleven damage, and then he um he uses the downward momentum from the axe, the first axe thrust, to wheel around and cleave across his neck for fifteen. Wow. Okay. Yep. The fifteen just hits. So. Um, your cleaving strike separates the head from the body of this leader and it just it just flies off and bounces on the ground. The body just falls back and one of the secondary recaps picks it up 
and holds the head up and it narrows its eyes, the severed head narrows its eyes and its wide grin um, expands even more and it says, ah, fair enough. (laughs) All right. What do you need to get rid of you? And the others are all like thoroughly intimidated. They were, they aren't as tough as as this leader and, yeah, what you just unloaded upon them was was too much for any of them, and so the leader is um, kind of speaking for them as a carried head. Who needs? Well, who's got the thorn? I've got the thorn. Just oh, Randy. Just meanwhile is just sort of walking up with his axe dragging on the ground, walking towards the guy holding the severed head, still intimidated, covered in covered in elven blood. Nice. Um, All you need to do is kneel. I'll dance it out of you. All right. I'll take a knee. Randy kneels. <laughs> okay, Randy and Fran both kneel. Um, rather confused, the um, Redcaps kind of do this weird dance around both of you, um, kind of shouting and and uh, grunting and muttering weird words. And um, as they, they dance a little bit, these long kind of, again, these, are they sticks? Are they arrows? It's hard to say. They kind of pop out of hiding places around their person and they jab each other in the back as they dance around. But as they do, you feel this thorn starting to dislodge from inside you, Fran. Can I have a constitution saving throw? 13. 13. Okay. The thorn rips itself out of your chest. It's tiny, but you watch it, um, you kind of pull aside your, your armor and you see it come out of your chest and then it falls to the ground and just dissolves into smoke down there. And as it does so, your whole body just feels this wave of release. Like you were, there was this big tension trying to keep it under control that is now let go. Um, unfortunately, you're going to be carrying a level of exhaustion with you for uh, the next little while from this whole ordeal, but at least it's gone. For now, the crazy dance comes to an end and the severed head um, laughs. <laughs> well, go away. All right. Go away. Uh, Rand, Rand, yep. Randy walks up to, to take the severed head with yep. him as a, as a trophy. <laughs> no, no, don't let, him, don't let him take me. Don't let him take me. Hey, we're all doing trophies now, didn't you see? He's got beards. I've got, I've got you. Give me, give me an intimidation roll. Because all the others are watching and wondering if they should try and rip the head back from you. Oh, see my rolls just today, they <laughs> suck. Seven. Randy, if you take that with you, it's like it's gonna talk and keep talking, it's just gonna piss you off. Just leave it I here. I will, I'll do exactly that. Leave it here. It fine. smells. Fine. Randy puts it down and rolls it back to the elves, but like <laughs> a head like horizontal, uh, vertically, so that the the head sort of goes up and down and over the stump, stump, forehead, stump, forehead, stump, forehead. Nice. <laughs> cool. And then you leave. You leave behind the dead yeah. albier and these these weird creatures that had claimed the hill, and uh, they seem quite happy to see you go. You've thoroughly intimidated them, um, so you don't expect you'll have any more trouble with them while you're here on Titan Hill. Um, as you are walking away, you um, kind of get to reflect Randy and Fran on, on this, this new arrival who um, got quite stuck into helping out Fran in a state of, um, in a state of need. Randy sort of walks up to, to Halak and 
pats him on the shoulder and sort of goes around the back and says, I am definitely taking those beards off you. <laughs> um, Halleck pulls out uh, from his bag like a canteen, uh, takes a drink from it, and then offers it past Randy to Fran. <laughs> um, Fran takes it, but pauses for a moment. Looking, <laughs> looking meaningfully for any sign that this is this is some sort of gag or anything like that. Then, Don't while still it. looking at Halleck, takes a big draft. Drink it it's all. Mead. Drink all that. It's a ghost mead. <laughs> it's <sighs> ghost mead. Yeah. Uh, I'd I really st- want to st- stop drinking. God damn it. Uh, thank fuck for that. And <laughs> 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 it back. <laughs> and that is what what better words to end this episode on than a hearty thank fuck for that so that's, that's the gonna... great novelists often <laughs> always say war which, which, and peace yeah. very very I think it was the great Gatsby that ended like that wasn't great it great Gatsby yeah. uh, Casablanca's uh, final line you know <laughs> you know thank fuck for that as the plane took off and <laughs> left for another world you know what was aiming aiming more for Dean Koontz or maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen Michael Crichton <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> time in the park was finally closed once again. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to bring to an end the quest of Randy and Fran and their intersecting adventure with Halleck. And I'm sure we're going to see more of Halleck uh, next time we get together. But for now, it is a goodbye and thank you to Brendan Bennett. Thank you. And of course to Stephen Youngblood. Goodbye. And Jared Baker. Good night. All right. Um, uh, Brendan, I'll make sure that I, I link to your cool stuff in the show notes. So check the show notes and we'll we'll connect you with the cool things that Brendan is doing and I guess you as well, Jared and Stephen, if you've got anything to link to. I don't, I don't know. I oh, no idea. So many things. I don't know. Doing so, cool. <laughs> so many like, things. So many things. All right, goodbye. This has been Diceratops Presents Born to Front Part 5. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Brendan, for jumping in. Do check out his podcasts, Dungeons and Comedians, and the Nerd Degree links in the show notes. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at DiceratopsNZ. And our website is Diceratops.nz. I'm Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games, and our shows are for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>